I think I got three clips to play for. Great, I got three too. I got three too. Okay. So that'll work perfect. Yeah. I think that makes a nice meaty midsection. Yeah, yeah. Especially because we don't got a guest, so that'll be good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I'll uh, I'll get us started then. to the lunch podcast uh let's i'll, I'll introduce i'm casey i'm casey's friend alex okay and then for this week um no one sent in a slogan at hashtag slogans heroes so i looked mm. up famous quotes oh and, great uh, i found this one it's the funny quote of the day uh it goes, for, for today or mm-hmm. what day yeah what? Okay, there's different today. yeah yeah okay there's, um there's different categories there's like best romantic quote best inspirational quote uh, you know, etc. And so this is the the funny quote of the day. And it goes, there must be quite a few things that a hot bath won't cure, but I don't know many of them. Hmm. Um, is that, and that's is a, it attributed to anyone or? Yeah, it's a quote by Sylvia Plath. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty funny. I think she's uh, one of the famous comedians. Yeah. Uh, there must be quite a few things that a hot oven won't cure, but I don't know many of them. Got him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, my Sylvia Plath roasting bit. In more ways than one. Ah, okay, that's good. That is good. I, I do Did think you? that's true, though. Have I talked about my, my bath theory? Yeah, you think baths are medicine. Yeah, well, I don't think they're medicine, but I do think while you're in them, I do think you're cured of all diseases. You think baths and Gatorade are medicine? Well, Gatorade definitely is. Gatorade, it, it, it's the thing that hydrates you the most. Yeah. And also, you know, uh, uh, Marat, right? Yeah, the French guy. Yeah, and, and he has a famous painting where I got stabbed. But he hung out in the bath all day because mm-hmm. he, was, uh, he had, like, a skin problem. And that was the yeah. best they could do back then. But I think it sounds pretty good. And I feel like the oldest men you'll ever see are the ones that are hanging out at the pool. Um, or, or, like, the three old men in a tub. They're pretty yeah. Old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think we're on to something here. I do think we're on to something, yeah. Henry Kissinger uh, is in the pool all day, all every day, and he just he'll never so. die. Yeah, that's what that's he's what's keeping like, him alive. He's like floating in womb fluid somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 got some kind of fucked up special stuff he, that is supposed to go to babies that he's able to get to kind of keep him gone. He's just naturally. I watched this uh, documentary on uh, Gorbachev yesterday. Mm-hmm. This uh, Werner Herzog documentary. Uh, Gorbachev looks pretty old. He's also got that like nice egg shape. Um, good body like, shape egg yeah like in the the whole interview he's like sitting spread eagle across from Werner Herzog and like you should be able to see his dick basically if I'm painting a good picture here okay but, yeah he's not wearing clothes I guess no he's wearing pants but they're just like really tight like they're oh, just okay, like okay. glued to his skin in the crotch area <laughs> and that's cool that's the style for there he's just a smooth egg all over <laughs> um, they also interview I think George Schultz from uh, Ronald Reagan's administration, and he's Howard Schultz's brother. Uh, yeah, and he's um like ninety eight years old. He looks so fucking old. He's crazy looking. Uh, documentary, not that good. Kind of, kind of a weird one. Yeah, I don't think he's actually Howard Schultz's brother, but that would be funny. Uh, it could be. Maybe his dad. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe his dad. I feel he's like really he started old. Starbucks on his own. He didn't get anything from his dad's Ronald maybe. Reagan money. <laughs> uh, yeah. You ever watched well, the documentary uh, 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 Yodorovsky's Dune? Yes. I thought it was a bad documentary. It's, um... Like, the movie they were making looked cool, but, like, as a documentary, it sucked pretty bad, I thought. And yeah, I was really, it's just kind was, of like, this movie that doesn't exist would have been so good. Yeah, like, just release the concept art. Like, that's fine. I don't need this movie. Like, it, it just kind of sucked. Yeah. I mean, the movie yeah. did sound cool. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, um... It's like nerd culture for movie nerds, I think. Like, if you made a movie about, like, an abandoned Superman movie, like the the mm. Nicolas Cage one, I bet a bunch of Superman heads would be like, oh, hell yeah, that's good. Get to hear Nick Cage talking about playing Kal-El. Mm. Uh, I don't think so, superhero fans have the same, like, uh, resentment and feel like they're being left out anymore, though. Like, they don't, you know, because they just, they all the movies are them now. 
But like yeah. the Dune movie, that felt like a weird thing. But now they're making another one, so who knows? Yeah, uh, and it might be good. Who knows? I I think it's not going to be, but it's that... directed by uh, Denis Villanueva. Uh, I think it's actually pronounced like Denis Villanueva. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I've never seen a movie. I don't know how they how these guys are. I don't know what their names are. I think it's gonna be bad. I think it, Dune is too long to be one movie. So. Uh, yeah, it could be an HBO miniseries. Yeah, do that. Uh, they're making a um, HBO miniseries out of a Stephen King book called The Outsider. Mm, that's cool. Uh, we need I, some Stephen King stuff turned into movies or TV shows. We're not getting yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, "This looks interesting." But then I saw it was based on a book, so I just read the synopsis of the book. Uh, and I was like, okay, now I know what happens. I don't really need to watch that anymore. Yeah. It would also be cool if they made some Neil Gaiman stuff into some some TV shows mm-hmm. sometime, because we never get to see that guy's stuff, and it seems like it would be so good as yeah. a show or a movie. I'd be into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Someday. So we should... Uh, we're on a podcast network now. That's... Um, yeah. Yep. It's interesting. And so this might be the first episode some people listen to, do you think? Uh, I hope not, because this isn't going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good one. I, I think okay. it's always important to like pump the brakes whenever you get a lot of people kind of looking your way. That's yeah, when you we should be to... the most uh, representative of yourself. Yeah, this is what we are. This is all we got. We don't have much. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's going to be a good episode. Uh, yeah, so yep. to any any new listeners, welcome aboard, uh, shipmates, and uh, thanks. So, uh, now, Alex, how's you? What are you aware of any responsibilities that this this podcast network entails? Because I'll tell you, no. my well, I know one thing we have to do, which okay. is do these promos later. But the, otherwise, I've gotten no direction, and I found out that we are on the network because I saw somebody else retweeted it. So that yes, that it's there's very little communication with HQ, and it makes me kind of worried. In that sense, it's, but it's actually a lot like what um, the Russians were doing during the 2016 election, where okay, like, yeah, they would, they would organize these rallies, but nobody knew who was actually organizing it. They were just like everybody heard about it from somewhere else, someone else, hmm. um, and then these people would just like show up, and then there wouldn't be anyone in charge, and they'd be like, "This is weird. I don't know what's going on." Uh, so, could be one of those. I was going to say it's like uh, like the Japanese soldiers who still think World War II is going on. It's mm, kind of like okay. that. Like we just got no, no, nothing from mainland, but we just have to kind of have faith, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to start seeing the money roll in. Uh, I, know, I know Van, Van Robichaud has admin access to the account. Um, oh, is I, that? That's, okay. Uh, apparently he requested that for his podcast to be on there, so I think... That means that he has our passwords now. I don't know. Um, that's so, cool, because I don't have admin access. I can't post on our Twitter account, but that's cool yeah. that he can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you ever see anything problematic, that's coming from uh, him. Yeah, that's straight from Van. Uh, okay, well, how's your how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. I got some, some car trouble. Okay. Also, I just walked home, and it's very cold out. And it was rain. It was snowing earlier today. Wow. Which is fucking crazy. Weather. That's one of the things we try to talk about in here is weather. Um, the other yeah. thing is I've been having uh, car trouble. So I don't know if I don't know if all cars do this, but my when I plug in my uh, aux cord to my phone, uh, right? Is that that's what it's called, aux cord? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, when I plug that in, it immediately plays the first song alphabetically on my phone. Yes, mine does that too. Yes, and that's. Not acceptable because I'm getting really tired of that song. Yeah. But I figured out a way around it, which is wouldn't it be good if instead of if that's going to if you have to hear a thing every time you start your car, because I pretty much always plug in my aux cord. Mm-hmm. What if you had a nice greeting? Yeah. So I went and I, I, I had this made and let me see if I can. Oh, this is figure. interesting. Okay. So I had this made, and then I named it just A-A-A-A-A. Yeah. So now every time... Hi, Alex. It's me, your 2012 Honda Fit. Thank you so much for driving, around, driving inside of me. And I'm excited. I can't wait for us to drive around today. And I'm, I'm excited for where we go and driving. Thank you. <laughs> so now... Uh, whose voice is that? Uh, that's a man from the internet uh, who I paid okay. $5 to, to do a voice read for me. Okay. So... 
this is a car hack for anyone who has this problem because I think I feel like I guess it's everybody. Yeah. What What is your uh, AA song that's on your? Um, for a little while, I had this idea that I would never get sick of the song "Perfect Day" by Lou Reed, and so I had it as AAA "Perfect Day." Okay, by, <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, and that but would you play did a get, lot. You did get tired of it. I did get tired of it eventually, and now yeah. I think it's "Alabama" by Frank Ocean, which. Uh, I think it's one of those things where if I hear those first two seconds of it, it'll just be like, like a a flashback for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay. That's, I felt, I felt embarrassed because my first song is a, is starts with a B. So I Uh thought I don't have enough music on my phone because there's gotta be some really good AA songs that I'm missing out on. Yeah. But yours is AL. So that's pretty far down there. Yeah. I don't really use iTunes that much. I mostly use Spotify. Uh, okay, so you don't have actual music on your phone. Yeah, that's just a that's few probably... things that I like pirated. Yeah, yeah, I don't have. Oh well, you didn't have to admit a crime. Yeah, I don't have a good signal all the time, so it's good to have some music sometimes. Okay, yeah. um, I... I did a similar thing with my alarm clock. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. be- because I I use um, like songs for my alarm clock on my iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, and I would find that whatever song I used, I would get sick of. Um, like I think for a while I was using like a, a D Antword song, and then I was using like uh, some Young Thug song, and then I, I just ended up hating whatever song I had there. I also was using "Perfect Day" by Lou Reed. It's um, <laughs> really, really testing that theory out, and uh, I hate it now. Um, but what I ended up doing was I I wrote my own song, um, oh. like, and I played it on a little MIDI keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just some song that I made like a few years ago and kind of was like, okay, that's dumb. I'm never, I'm never going to use that for anything. And then I, I now wake up to my own personal composition that I already don't like, uh, every morning. That's and a, it can't that's be, a... it can't be ruined for me. Well, I, I mean, it can be ruined, I guess. I mean, I guess well, if you already didn't like it, then yeah. I'm never going to like be at a bar and hear my own. Oh, stupid, right. I see. Uh, yeah. Like song. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. That's a good point. You won't feel like you're you're waking up. Yeah. Although maybe it maybe it's really good, and maybe you should be at a bar and hearing it. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Do you have it? Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it on here. Oh. I should get it's... that uh, that candy baby song that we had Andrew make. That'd be because we ne- we still haven't really had a good use for that, but that would be a good um, alarm song. Yeah, that would be good. I probably I probably would like that forever. It's a good song. Yeah, I'd like that song forever. I can't believe uh, we went through Halloween and we didn't find a use for the candy song. I actually secretly put it in at one point. On I one heard episode. it, but it wasn't, it didn't make sense. So I, don't, I feel like it didn't count. We kind of talked about candy and I was like, okay, I'm going to drop this candy baby thing in here. We've, we've had it sitting there for a year. Uh, and then I actually played it twice on that episode because the other time it was like as a joke. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, Andrew texted me to say, hey, I heard candy baby. And then he had to text me again to be like, I heard it a second time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to make Andrew happy. Uh, What have you been up to this week? Um, Let's see. I am pretty pissed about this Bolivia thing. That sucks. Uh, It's not good. It's not good. It's it's crazy. I don't know. Like I um, started going to PSL stuff like earlier Mm -hmm. this year, and I kind of started to get like really active around the time of the whole uh, Venezuela, the Juan Guaido thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that one actually kind of went all right. They never, they never pulled that one off. Uh, and so I yeah, kind but... of just assumed this was going to follow a similar pattern. Really? Uh, when I, like when the Venezuela thing first happened, I was like, oh fuck, they lost like the first day. But then I was really surprised when it went the other way. So I guess yeah. I have, I, I have a, a more dour outlook. Um, uh, yeah, it just like, it happened so quick. It seemed like well, I, no, it's, I mean, it, there have been protests for, like, months, but then it, like, really popped off when, like, I guess the military taught him, hey, you gotta stop being president. Yeah, I guess what I mean by quick is, like, I heard an NPR story on Saturday, like, mm-hmm. you know, Bolivia's elections are contested with possible allegations against Evo Morales, and then I was like, fuck, if NPR's talking about it, that's, uh, you know, that's a bad sign. Mm, yeah, I guess that's true. And then, oh, like, a day later, uh, so that's... Frustrating. Pretty bummed out about that. Um, not great. How's your uh, Latin American history? Uh, is that still a thing you're going to be studying? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going. Well, if if I get into graduate school, yeah. Yeah. So is it like? Of, yeah, go ahead. Um, is is it like a lot of like neocon types who teach that stuff, or is there no, no, a good no. mix? 
No, I've I've haven't. I, I feel like at least for me, uh, all of my teachers have been like, it's not really possible to study that and be like, oh yeah, the U.S. is the good guy here. Like, yeah, I feel like there's, you know, like around the time of 2003, there was this whole like, uh, like the the general who's read the Quran kind of thing, mm. like that whole you know know your enemy was kind of big. And I, yeah. I have to imagine there's a lot of those guys for South America too. Uh, not teaching at least. I feel like. Okay. Uh, at least, at least not in my experience. I mean, I did g- go to a semester at George Mason University, mm-hmm. uh, which is like that Koch brothers funded school. I didn't know that at the time. This it was in, it was two thousand eight. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, even there, like the teachers seemed pretty normal. So I don't know. But yeah, with Latin America, it's like m- most of the time they're not even like officially enemies. It's just like we're just gonna like fuck with these guys because they're here and we need resources. So I, I yeah, it, I, it, it's it's pretty hard to make a an argument against it. Even even when they kind of defend it, they try to pretend like like uh, the people want this, you know? Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I don't want to call out, you know, my professors as, uh, you know, secret <laughs> communists. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so that's been my news part of it. Uh, the other thing is I, I think I have officially failed at an experiment I was doing. Mm-hmm. What's which that? Which is, can I get a job in uh, Los Angeles? Oh, um, really? Well, I came out here with a certain amount of savings and I said, you know, I'm going to just try to get a job until my savings run out. And then I'm either going to start working at, you know, McDonald's or I'm going to go to film school and start getting the GI Bill. And uh, it looks like I'm, I'm finally doing the GI Bill thing. I'm taking a, a tactical retreat. Oh, OK, uh, well, that's not that bad. Yeah, it's no, I mean, it, it's a it's a good ripcord to have. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting, I guess. We'll see how it goes. Uh, School's cool. But, I, mean, I would stay in school forever if I could. Yeah, so if I come on this podcast and start talking about Federico Fellini or something, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get really into uh, Salvador Dali. I don't know what you study in film school. Yeah, Salvador Dali, famous, uh, f- famous. Uh, what are they called? People who make films, Mo- directors. Yeah, yeah. I guess he, he did that did movie somebody. where somebody cuts an eye. Oh, is that him? Yeah, it was him and um, Louis Brunel, I think. Mm. I only know that that movie as a as a gif from like 2010 that like yeah. people would make their avatar on message boards because they're like they're really messed up and twisted. Yeah, it's like and then a you really have to look thing to have. Yeah, and then you have to look at this shit every time that guy posts. Yeah, um, I guess let's see. I think that's all I wrote down. Um, oh, I, I wrote down some things that I thought would be funny. Okay. Um, this is just you know why not? Um, I've noticed a lot of rappers have uh, voicemails on their uh, albums. Yes. Like, um, you know, it's like someone saying, I, I believe in you. Um, you're doing great. Keep up the yeah. good work. I don't know uh, if I've heard those specific ones, but sure, I can imagine that. Yeah, there was this one that I like uh, Corrupt did on, uh, I forget whose album, some some girl. And, you know, he was like, hey, it's your big brother Corrupt. And just to let you know, I got your back and, you know, fuck your ex-boyfriend. Uh that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'd be funny if someone had like uh, a voicemail where it was like, hey, uh, you know, you left your dirty underwear over my house or mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. Or, you know, like, hey, man, uh, you were kind of out of line at my kid's birthday <laughs> party yesterday. Yeah, that that is a good bet. Yeah. Uh, uh, OK. If anyone yeah, wants to leave us, if anyone wants to leave us like encouraging voicemails on Anchor.fm, please do. Yeah, like, sure. Just to let let it, let you know you got our back, and you know, don't don't let you know. Just keep keep grinding, and we're gonna yeah. make it someday. That would, it would yeah, we'll, really we'll, help. We'll help. Play it as a cold open. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I just okay. might play it to myself just sometimes when I'm feeling down. Might, might make it your car's uh, AAA song. Yeah, or like AAB. Like yeah, after, it's your second after, when you play. After he says hello, then I'll then I'll be like, hey, you you got this. You're able to drive there. You're, That'd be nice, actually. Yeah, that would be nice because I, I need it. I'm bad at driving. Like an encouraging playlist. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to leave us a voicemail saying that Alex is a good driver and also you like our podcast, um, we have a lot of uses for that. Yeah. Um, okay, the other thing I wrote down is um, it'd be funny if there was a guy who hated airplanes, but it was because the screens are too big. Um, like he's <laughs> used to looking at his phone all the time or watching movies on his Apple Watch. And uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. So when he when he has to sit in an airplane, the screen is just like freakishly big, and it freaks him out. Uh, and he's like watching a movie where like the train's driving towards the screen. He's jumping out of the way. Mm. Uh, 
I like this one less than the uh, than the rap voicemail. It's bit. just it's just something to think about, you know. I'm not yeah. I'm not giving you guys jokes. I'm giving you guys clay that you can just mold into, um, you know, whatever you want. I have uh, thoughts like this sometimes, but then I just throw them away, and I maybe yeah. I should write them down too. <laughs> yeah, no, you should. This is um, this is the kind of thing people turn into a turn into a podcast for. Well, I did I did write down my one idea about the um, the competitive potato peeling game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's one of the best ideas I've ever had. Yeah, and then we got it on tape, so it's it's there forever. Yeah, and if anyone to, tries uh, to steal enjoy. it, like on the next, like you know, like Kitchen Hell or whatever, yeah. if they try to steal it, I, I, that's like that's money for me. I guess there was a Borat segment where he tries to tell a joke, and then his joke is like, "There's a chair, and it's wearing the shoes, and it's walking." Yes, yes, that um, is, and that is a good joke. It's a funny yeah. image. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm doing for you guys. I'm just giving you something funny to kind of, you know, suck on like a Jolly Rancher. Uh, I don't know if I like the Borat stuff. Yeah, it's. I would say I think we both agree that the LG stuff ages the best of the bunch. The other yeah. ones are pretty. Um, it's not even that it's like 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 offensive or whatever. I just don't like that he's messing with regular people. Like because mm-hmm. LG messes with like uh, usually pretty bad people. Yeah. Or even a good person, but is they're still like I don't know. It, it seems more like it, it makes sense that they have to put up with this bullshit than like like a supermarket worker. Yeah. Where he just keeps then, asking like, them if it's cheese. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the Bruno segments, I think, are, you know, it, it really feels like he's trying to take down the, the fashion industry, maybe. Sometimes, um, yeah. And I don't really care. Like, I don't um, care that the fashion designers are hypocrites or whatever. Yeah, that's not important to me. I mean, maybe it's important to someone, but not me. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Well, do you want to move on to our next segment? Yeah, our first segment. Uh, yeah, I consider yeah. the chit-chat a segment. Mm. Wow. Okay. Uh, so as part of the Buzzcast network, mm-hmm. uh, we are, well, so before we were just kind of out on our own, maybe vaguely there was a, you know, like a network of guys who made podcasts, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't official, but now that we're on, yes, a seeker brotherhood. <laughs> uh, but now that like, did I tell you, I, I tried to join the, um, the Freemasons once. No. Uh, well, I, I didn't get very far. Maybe I did tell you this, but, uh, it, it, I, it turns out you have to like fill out like what church you're part of and like okay. a lot of personal information. And I pretty much stopped right there because yeah, I'm, I'm not in a church and I, I guess I'm technically Jewish so that they also wouldn't l- probably let me in the Freemasons because yeah. I guess it's like a Catholic thing. Uh, but I, I always I want that li- special license plate that they yeah. get. I tried to learn like the secret handshake and stuff on YouTube a little while ago. I thought it would be a nice thing to. To, to do if, if you ever meet a Freemason. Yeah, I could try to trick him into thinking I'm a Freemason. Yeah. I guess it's, it, it's, I guess it, it can't be that secret, though, if they have their own license plates. Yeah, it's a weird degree of secret, but the handshake itself is secret, and there's, like, videos on YouTube of people, sec- like, analyzing people's handshakes to say, like, these guys are actually Masons. Yeah. A lot of times you'll see, like, a rapper will make a triangle with their hands, and that means that they're a Freemason. Yeah, that's a big one. Or Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're like a we're it's like a brotherhood like that, like kind of like the Illuminati or the Freemasons. But mm-hmm. now we're on Buzzcast, and there's a lot of other good podcasts you can listen to. So we're gonna play some clips from their the, from some of the other podcasts on the network, so you can kind of and hopefully I guess they'll probably play some of our clips. Yeah. Uh, on their shows. So. Uh, uh, real quick, what is this segment called? Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, Buzzcast promo reel. Nice. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um. Want me to go first? Sure. Okay. This is the first clip we're uh, playing. This this podcast is on the Buzzcast network. Uh, it's called uh, the LK Report. Have you heard this one? No. Okay, Uh, this uh, description is the official podcast of LegallyKidnapped.com exposing the child protective industry for what it really is by an expert on child welfare fraud, corruption, and how they make money by stealing kids from their parents under the guise of child abuse. So this is kind of a, yeah. It's good to have that kind of thing on the network for sure. Yeah, and yeah, and it's just kind of like a cool, I guess it's like a news kind of report. Uh, type show and it's about a very kind of specific pet issue that this guy has 
Uh, his name's LK. Uh, I got a clip. Now, before we go, we do need to talk about a few of the stupid little things that the Child Protective Industry is going to be doing for um, National Foster Care Month or National Foster Care Awareness Month. I, you know, like to call it National Foster Parent Glorification Month. In Sioux City, Iowa, the Child Protective Industry is going to honor foster parents with a foster parent appreciation dinner. The dinner is to show appreciation to all the area foster parents for the sacrifices they make to ensure children are happy, healthy, and safe. What a crock of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so that's that podcast. Huh. Uh, and it, it's pretty good. And I, I feel like maybe I'm a little, getting a little too far gone because when I first heard this, I was like, I don't know, maybe I do agree with this guy. Uh huh. Like, I don't so, know. It does seem fucked up that the government can take your kids away, right? So his, let me try to get kind of his viewpoint in there, is that he thinks that the government is taking your kids away and then giving them to foster parents. And then the mm -hmm. foster parents themselves are some kind of, I don't know, they're complicit in some kind of evil uh, scheme in this thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure where. I, OK, so th this is the bad. He's not a good guy because he does in one part talk about how the government is uh, selling your kids to gay and lesbian couples. So he's not he's, uh, his view. His view is that he's just a fucked up guy. Yeah. But I, there are like his show is just he will play like he just like Googles for news about like foster system. And like the foster system does kind of suck sometimes. Uh -huh. So it's like he's not always like wrong. And there are like and like there's that like fucked up thing like that, like like. Uh, immigrant kids are like being like you know given to like these weird christian families to like raise their and, like there's like there's legitimately fucked up stuff i guess right so i don't know uh this guy's bad but uh you know maybe the lk reports uh not that bad okay so it's a little bit like pizzagate in that right if there we, is if an we, element of truth yeah if we isolate a very small part of it there's something honorable to what he's doing but if you zoom out and kind of look at who he is and why he's doing it uh, it's right, a bit more yeah. murky. Yeah, I guess it's a lot. And also, it, it, it's, hard, it's hard to get a, a handle on him because, like I said, he does just Google bad stuff about the CPS and then post it. Also, yeah. I guess he, he is, it, he's not doing his show anymore. So this is a show that's not on Buzzcast anymore. Okay. So if, well, you, try to look, if you try to look it up, you're not going to find it. But that, that's uh, the first one we have to do a promo for. Okay, well, yeah, I'm I'm glad to get my worldview widened. Uh, thank you, thank you, Buzzcast, for introducing such a such a voice to the public. Um, okay, well, this next one is one that I had sent to me to go over. It's called, uh, I think, Knitting Time. Okay. Yeah, Knitting Time. So I'm gonna play a clip of that. Yeah, you Holder. don't have one of those. You know, sometimes people. I don't like using holders because they're non-flexible and i have a holder i always I think... find that the stitches come off and yeah you know i mean it depends on the holder we have this yeah. gazelle holder well, that's those nice are like one. a closed safety yeah. pen but still that's you can't flexible. get your arm through yeah. correct it's not flexible so. right i know i said that now like i said you have to get these because they're the best they're brilliant in the sweater. they're brilliant yeah but so anyway this we was uh, and she got her uh her i got my steak done uh yeah okay. i really like this one it does it sounds like you're right there with them knitting, talking about the knitting stuff, uh, the holders. Uh, who yeah. hosts that one? Um, it's two ladies. Two ladies. That's got to be like Skeleton Blood or some, one of those people. Uh, they don't even say their names on here. Oh, that's, that's bad for podcast hosting, but it's probably one of them. One of the people in the Buzzcast ecosystem. Yeah. One of those people. Um, someone's name might be Pam Sapienza, but I can't say that. That sounds like, yeah, that could be one of their names, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this is actually a visual podcast, too. Um, oh, that might help, yeah. There's two ladies, and they're both wearing kind of nice matching, but not the same, not identical, but matching blue sweaters. Uh, and do you one's think they got them kind of a, themselves? I do, yeah. I yeah. I imagine they do. And also, this episode was called Sweater Weather. Um, that's fun. I don't, know, I don't know if that's like a, um, they're like big Howard Kramer fans or what, but. <laughs> yeah, um, well, they're like, they're, they're Howard Kramer enemies, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the other thing I like about this one is the the way they kind of act and look and sound is almost exactly like every woman has ever given me a job interview. Um, oh, OK. I there's can just like, that. yeah, exactly. There's yeah. like a, there's a very certain demeanor. And I think that if I keep listening to this show, it'll 
like by exposure therapy make me feel less nervous in job interviews yeah you'll feel like like that's your mom yeah i'll be like oh there's there's pam and katie you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i've talked with them for hours you know it's like how people think they're you know friends with the the podcast hosts yeah hate hate it when they think that (laughs) they keep their distance um yeah so uh yeah that's another one thanks thanks buzzcast this is uh to keep building the roster yeah uh this one is from australia okay uh this next podcast uh it's called uh awakened mlm mom <laughs> and uh it's a fun it's a, like a business advice kind of show uh okay. for if you're into kind of like a an mlm type business uh here i'll play the intro it's 40 seconds okay Hi there, my name is Claire Ferre. I am a mum, a registered nurse and a network marketer. In this podcast, I will open up about the ways in which MLM entrepreneurship has awakened me and changed my life. I will also be sharing how I, in turn, am changing traditional MLM. Follow my journey into growing my business from scratch with complete online automation. Under the mentorship of one of the best marketing minds on the planet, I will reveal all the ninja secrets I'm learning and, of course, keeping it real. I have truly been awakened in more ways than one. So that's a cool part. I don't know if if you've ever been involved in any of those uh, kind of cool MLM stuff. Sort of. Um, When I was in college, when I was in college, I kind of like, um, uh, how would I put this? So like there's a new Chris Morris movie called The The Day Shall Come about how the FBI was like giving guns to this uh, like small religious sect. Um, And the guy's wife is like, you know, they're using you. And then he says, what if I'm using them? And I think that's sort of where I was in college, where I was kind of like, I know these guys are a pyramid scheme, but if I really play my cards right, I could sell the shit out of some Cutco knives. Um, uh, because I think to me, like, it seemed like an easy way to make $5,000. And sure. uh, when you're 17, 18, you know, I was like 18 years old. I think that's $5,000 is kind of the amount of money I could get and run away to Mexico, maybe. Hey, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind $5,000 right now. I sort of saw the appeal of being pyramid scheme for a little while. And then I think that's, that's everybody who's in it though. You know? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Did you make any money? No, I I ended up dropping out. Um, I think I had like three meetings with a lady beforehand. And then you never bought any knives. No, it it actually wasn't even knives. It was these like educational books and she gave me some training. She was like, telling me how you, you learn the names of people in the neighborhood. And then you talk to their neighbors and be like, you know, uh, Patricia's daughter got some of these books last week, and um, she's going to be doing really, really well smart. for the SATs. Yeah. yeah, you know, her head's it's, huge now. It's she's yeah. so smart. <laughs> she's floating two inches <laughs> off the ground, and uh, you know, it's it's tough to get in these private schools these days. You really got to have good test scores. Um, but I think I, part of what made me drop out of it was I got the impression I was being like mentally gamed mm-hmm. um, because the the. The person who was bringing me in was this like young woman, I'd say like a few years older than me, but not much. And she was kind of like, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, boosting me up. She'd be like, you know, I think you're gonna be able to sell a lot of books because you have a really, mm. you know, cute smile. Um, mm. And then that's kind of where I started to be like, all right, this something seems weird here. Um, so th- they are getting one over on you. It's not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, there's maybe elements that I'm being gained that I wasn't even thinking of. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready to go to Idaho, and, like, it sucks there, but if, if they're going to be trying to mind game me, I'm out. Well, Wait, you, had to go of, to a, you had to go to a different state for it? That was that was what it was going to be. Yeah, they, like, oh, sent wow. me to Idaho for the summer. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't do it. Um, yeah. But I guess my first question is, I, I didn't know people, like, said that they were MLMs. Like, I thought that was kind of a... Yeah, no, she's right up in front with it, and there's a lot of these podcasts, uh... Not on the Buzzcast network. This one's the one that's on Buzzcast. But yeah, I saw one that was called MLM Renegade, and like the okay. out, the the picture for it is like a big skull. Like it's, but he's just a guy who just talks about MLM. Huh. Uh, I feel like these guys just like they don't know about Bitcoin yet. Is their thing? <laughs> yeah. Because for all of them, it's like like we figured out ways to automate it. Figured out we can get people to sign up on the internet. We're not gonna. We're we're above the stage where where you just talk to people you know, your friends. We we've 
we know that that's for suckers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got, we're going to use the internet. And it's just like, just get into fucking crypto like all the other weirdos who don't know about stocks. Yeah. And just do that. Um, it is inter- it's interesting because I feel like one way to be an MLM podcaster is to be this kind of social Darwinist, like, you know, you're going to make a lot of money. Other people can't. But this lady kind right, of, yes. maybe maybe this is just presentation, but she almost has this kind of like everybody can win type attitude toward Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. It's like, like she's and- the, these, the Elizabeth Warren. She's like the ethical um, capitalist of this. Yeah, she's the ethical. Ethical. I said ethical. That's not word. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the ethical pyramid scheme. Well, actually, it's not a pyramid scheme, and she explains that. I have another clip if you want to hear it. It's uh, yeah, sure. Okay. She makes a really good argument here. Hold on. I just want to tell you what MLM isn't. It isn't a pyramid scheme or a scam. And I'd like to cue the collective eye roll from MLMers far and wide when they hear this term being used. In fact, it gives me a bit of a chuckle. I'll start by letting you know that pyramid schemes are illegal and they certainly don't operate here in Australia. So that's like uh, just like, you know, dead to rights, like perfect argument. Like it, this is it literally can't be a pyramid scheme because if it was, that would be illegal. So I, like, I is, couldn't be doing that. <laughs> this is what the, the Iranian government says about gay people. Um, <laughs> there, there are no gay people in Iran because it's illegal. Yeah, um, so how could there be? So it's not even a problem. Like, don't even worry about it. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Well, again, a great addition to Buzzcast. I love having my worldview widened. Uh, and it, and it, it you, like it, you, you made it seem like there's a bunch of these out there, and I feel like they stumbled upon a good one. Yeah, we got the good one. And she's a nurse, so that's cool. Yeah. Glad she's doing um, this. Mm, nursing, the ultimate MLM. Expand. Uh, well... You got to train people to be a nurse. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, and so every teacher is going to have a certain amount of dropouts, and so more and more people are going to go through the school. Mm-hmm. And you they're get a commission. Making, they're you making money at the top, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I listened to this episode of Reply All one time, and uh, <laughs> they talked about how like there's this whole dropshipping pyramid scheme, sort of, where the guys who are making the most money off dropshipping are the ones who run like Dropship University. Where it's like, you know, I can teach you to make money off dropshipping. Right, yeah. Um, I think maybe that's what this podcast is, too. Like, what, yeah. what, like, these are guys who don't actually do it. They just know other people do it. But she seems nice, and I trust her with my life. So yeah. I don't think she would be doing that. Well, my thought on that, and I guess this is my hot take. Sorry to get a little bit uh, to Bill Maher here. But uh, I think that's kind of all college. Um, oh, shit. Like everybody pays a lot of money to learn stuff and, you know, maybe like 10% of them really get to make any money off of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that nursing anyway, you, also. You're going to film team. school. Yeah. You're going to film school also. So <laughs> yeah, but the but government's, government's yeah. paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. If I get like it, I, it's free too. So yeah. Like I saw families there taking the tour and I was like, guys, don't pay to send your kid here, man. I'm, I'm going because the government's paying for it. Yeah. Uh, they should really only make kids in the GI Bill go to school. Everybody else just gets You should dumped. have to have been in the army, I think, to get to, get to make films, because then all yeah. the films would be so much better. Yeah, you'd have a be... more shaky cam. Yeah, and the, it would be people who kind of understand sacrifice and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, thanks again, Buzzcast. That was great. Um, cool, so I'll play another clip. Sure. Um, a big genre of podcast these days is podcast about shows. Yes, um, where we they tried watch to do shows. this. Yeah. Yeah, and we're still doing it. It's an ongoing process, the Alley Cats. I think we're like, I don't know, what, 12 episodes behind? So we're going to have a, to really... Yeah, we're a while behind, yeah. We're going to catch up. We're going to have to like really buckle in one of these days and watch it. But I, I see Alley Cats as an ongoing project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Buzzcast knows that what people want to hear these days is people talking about shows... And so here's a new one called I Was the Podcast All Along. Mm. Um, I'll go ahead and play it. This is episode four. That's it in a nutshell. That's the crux. Like everybody says, I love Gert. He's so random. But that's actually where his randomness lies is that he is snagging lowest common denominator pop culture American consumerism, which is incredibly 
easy for us as middle-class Americans to identify with and to find funny and inviting. Yeah, talk about tacos. I fucking love tacos. So, uh, okay, this is this... Is this a Big Bang Theory podcast? I was not sure how much sense this would make without context. I kind of forgot what was in the clip until I played it. Uh, <laughs> this is an Invader Zim podcast. Oh, okay. Damn, I was close. Um, and uh, I guess in full transparency, I'm being a little bit Project Veritas-ish with my clip picking here. <laughs> How's that? Because uh, I don't think this is a particularly like um, dumb or banal podcast. I think they, they have as interesting of a thing to say as you can about Invader Zim. Sure. Uh, but this particular clip, um, yeah, it's kind of funny talking about Gur, uh, which is Invader Zim's friend. And... I think it's his dog, or it's like he he pretends to be a dog. I think. I think he's like a robot dog or something. Yeah. But anyway, yes. he's freaking rando. People like that he's rando, but they don't understand why he's rando. Um, and you and... went, you got this clip because you went into the podcast dressed as like a cartoon pimp and. <laughs> You asked to be a guest. <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, can you guys got any advice on how I can make my podcast more random? <laughs> yeah. And then, and hopefully we're going to get the government to shut this thing down. Yeah. I'm going to have them defund. Uh, well, maybe not actually, because I want them to fund it because I want Buzzcast to, uh, to fund oh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We forgot about that. It is on Buzzcast. Uh, yeah. And do you ever watch Invader Zim? Um, not really. I mean, I guess I saw it, but I never really liked it. Yeah, I think that's me too. Yeah, I think I was in like middle school when it came out, which meant which meant that would be the prime time for for someone to be into it. But I, yeah. I don't know, it didn't hit me right. There was like a certain level that it resonated on with like uh, hot topic Tim Burton kids. Yeah, um, which that is, I just never I was quite borderline connected with. one of those. I was borderline yeah. one of those, but not quite. Yeah, uh, I managed to be cool, you know. Yeah, I managed to stay cool. I was reading the Wikipedia article for Faces of Death during that time period. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make it all the way through? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about the other day, the, the first Wikipedia article I remember reading was List of Shock Sites. Oh, um, huh. And so I just thought Wikipedia was this, like, you know, Necronomicon for a while. It's like <laughs> the site of all the dark knowledge. Um, it's the site for fucked up shit, yeah? Yeah, it's like the, the Rotten.com-pedia. Um, yeah. I remember being very scared, to, too scared to ever go on Rotten.com. I still don't actually know what it is. I don't. Cause I just it's like, like I, I'm not going there. It's, I know there's dead bodies. That's the main thing I know. Yeah. Uh, it would be like this fucking cab driver got shot in the head. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like Fark.com, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, at this, look at this fucking, fucking idiot. This fucking dipshit got zapped to death by an electric fence. Um, Darwin. Darwin Awards, yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, definitely. That was pretty yeah. funny. That was Very the original funny. Florida man. Uh, yeah, and it's funny, yeah, just... and, and maybe those guys deserve to die, and, uh, <laughs> and maybe IQ's real, and maybe, hey, maybe we should maybe stop them from being able to have kids, maybe. Yeah, and we should make them all buy our MLM uh, stuff. Yeah, definitely that. Uh, okay, cool. Will you have one more? Uh, I do have one more. This one, this podcast is, I wish I knew more about it. Um, I guess we uh, could ask, but it's called Bugs Life. Okay. And the picture, it's Bugs with a Z. And the picture for it is, uh, it's Bugs Bunny in a tuxedo. It's one of those drawings, like the, uh, uh Lord forgive me, I'm back on my bullshit type <laughs> drawing. Okay. Yeah. One of those. And, yeah. uh, the description for it just says Jose. Okay. Uh, but you are talking about, like, uh, like voice messages that give you kind of like, uh, you know, like pump you up, kind of give yeah. you motivational. This is kind of like that. Uh, he's only got three episodes so far, and they're each like four minutes each. Uh, but it's some good stuff, and it would just kind of, if you're like kind of in a hard place in your life and you don't really know where to go from here, uh, I think Bug's Life would really help you out. So yeah, that sounds this, good. This clip's one minute long. Like, okay, well, I want to be want to be rich. It's not a bad idea to have a smart businessman at your side or a businesswoman at your side. I also get lonely at night, so I wouldn't mind having a girl that could keep me companionship. I also live in a fucked up neighborhood. It's not a bad idea to invest in security or somebody who got love, love for you that's willing to protect you with all they got. So you add all these pieces to your puzzle, whatever your puzzle may be, just keep adding them. Nurture that relationship. 
love fucking, get you the filthiest bitch in the neighborhood. You want to be protected, get you the downest home, they got your back. You want to be a millionaire, get somebody that has a business plan and a five-year goal. So that's a really good uh, podcast with, with just like good advice. Yeah, I really like that. That's um, it's really good. It feels like a podcast made by the guy who makes those. Um, I tried, I really did, but I'm back on my shit. Um, yeah, yeah, and he's got memes. that pretty much as his picture. So yeah, it's uh, it's really good, and it's it's good at like like let's say you love fucking right. Yeah. Well, all you have to do is find the freakiest bitch in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it just makes so much sense now when he puts it like that. And if you want to make a million dollars, you just find a guy who's got a plan to make a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and then just add him to your puzzle. Yeah, you know? well, <laughs> and if I can give a punch-up note, I would say you want to find a guy that's got a plan to make $2 million and then have him split it with you. Okay, yeah, that is, yeah. So yeah. you can both have a million. Yeah, because then you can both be millionaires. That's a good, well, or maybe betray him. I don't mm. you know. It's, either way, whatever it's part of your puzzle, you can sort of add that to your puzzle. Yeah. Um, so that's probably my favorite podcast on Buzz, Buzzcast that I've heard so far. It's really good. Yeah, they should call it Bugscast. Um, yeah, maybe I found it by searching bugs on Spotify. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I got to say, um, when you first mentioned the name of this thing is, is Bugs Life with a Z, I, I thought, is this going to be some kind of like hybrid Bugs Life slash the movie Ants starring Woody Allen oh, oh, tribute yeah. podcast. Um, you said the movie Ants starring Woody Allen. Is that yeah? Is that correct? Yeah, he plays the main ant. Wait, really? Yeah, I did not know that. And Ants with a Z. Yeah, huh. um, That's, that seems like it should have been a big deal. Like people should be mad about that, right? Um, like Woody Allen starring in this kid's movie. I don't. Pe- I feel like... People just forgot about it. I think. <laughs> okay, that's weird. Yeah, the cast of that movie is Woody Allen, Sylvester Stallone, Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. uh, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Danny Glover, Christopher Walken, Dan Aykroyd. What the fuck? This is a good cast. Um, <laughs> yeah, they have a killer cast for this movie. Uh, and Bancroft. Yeah, wow. Um, that's my big takeaway from this podcast is the movie Ants. We don't talk about the cast enough. Um, we just talk about how it was similar to A Bug's Life and it has a Z at the end of it. And the main character's named Z, apparently. Yeah, it was a tribute to the movie Z by... Uh, Costas Gavras. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that movie this week, and maybe I'll plug it later. Who knows? Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, anything else you want to say about Bugs Life? No, it's good. Um, I think it is on Anchor because of based on his uh, background music. Uh, so yes. maybe maybe you can find a way to contact him. I mean, I know he's on Buzzcast, but it, it, it can be hard to contact some of these people. Yeah, I'm going to say if our fans want to reach out to him and ask him to come on our show, I would welcome it. I don't think I can take the rejection of actually leaving my own messages anymore. Yeah, it's too um, hard. And also, I don't think he's made a podcast, another episode in several months. So Really? He's probably busy. So he, he, he found someone who's got a five-year goal. And he's probably <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he found the downest homie. Yeah, he's always got his back, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I have one more, and... Um, uh actually it's one that i wanted to ask you about because i'm not uh i'm not sure i I haven't i heard about it when i was looking through the list of buzzcast episodes Mm -hmm. and i don't really know what to make of it because um yeah like i said it's the first i'm hearing of it and it's this new show called lunch podcast minus casey's starring alex um oh okay so i i guess i'll just play a clip of it real quick sure so then I, because I feel like I would be able to do so much stuff better if I was in third person. <laughs> but I need that just for everything, like just for, for bending or picking stuff up or just anything. I think it would help me working out. I would be able to know that my body's in the right position, you know? Because you need, you need to do all these weird positions, and I'm not good at that. So... I feel like that podcast was made maybe as like a cruel prank against me (laughs) because I don't know if the laugh track and what I'm talking about really go together. So it kind of makes it seem like maybe like I was just not doing a very good job on the podcast in that episode. And then maybe that wasn't how I read it. No, I read it as a a genuine laughter. Well, well, that's nice. Yeah, that's the thing I'm doing in front of an audience. Uh, and there's we're able to do a lot of like they're able to kind of hook you up with a lot of good stuff that we're on the on the network 
So you've so, been like kind of workshopping your material for the lunch podcast. Well, it's not even just, it's just its own show. It's not like, I'm not necessarily ever going to talk about it with you. Okay. Uh, I mean, they, there's only like, I could, I guess you could be on it, but you would have to come out here to the East coast. So, uh, it just didn't really make sense. And, uh, and they kind of just wanted me to do it. Uh, okay. on my, well, so don't get me wrong. It's a good show. I liked it. I, I thought it was, uh, it was good. Um, it's two hours. Yeah, it somehow is longer than the real episodes. Um, yeah, it's like the director's cut. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a real cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, OK, so I would say thanks again, Buzzcast. And, you know, congratulations, Alex, on your success. I think it's great that you have two shows in the network. And um, mm-hmm. I hope that someday I could say the same about myself. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. I'm sure I'm sure they would want to do something with you like they could. I- like they, they need engineers on a lot of their shows. So I, I'm the kind of guy that they have to ask me. I'm, I have a pride thing, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, they did so, come to me, so maybe I don't know why they maybe they just didn't get around to you yet. Maybe they have my address wrong. I uh, some people yeah. get confused. Then you have trouble getting mail. They they do oh, it by actual letters. So. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I look. I can't get into that on here. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't have time. Uh, okay. Well, do you want to get onto our uh, next segment, which is talking about our lunch? Yes. Uh, most recent thing I had for lunch was uh, leftover butternut squash dip hmm. with uh, marble rye bread. Like, I, or I don't know what kind of bread it is, but it's like a marble type appearance. Okay. You know, it's got two colors. Uh, yes. this, is from, this is from a restaurant near me that I went to over the weekend. Uh, kind of an expensive restaurant, but it was a special occasion. Uh, and I had some leftover... This, like, butternut squash dip, which is really good. Uh, I had it last time I was there, which was, like, like February was the last time I was there. So is uh, this, like, an artichoke dip where it's just a big, like, kind of cream cheese-based dip that you dip bread into? Like, what's the, what's the um, thing that's in this? I, I don't know. I, I don't know the make the components of it. I don't think it's not, like, a cream cheese-based. It's, like, okay. it's just, like, I think it's just butternut squash-based. Okay. I don't know. It's got, I don't know, they sprinkle, like almonds on it or like sunflower seeds or some shit okay uh but i really liked it the last time i was there and so i was really we were really looking forward to it this time uh which i think kind of hurt it a little bit because it wasn't that good like it was pretty good but Hmm. it wasn't as great as i remember because i was really kind of building it up like the great gatsby style yeah you You were trying to reclaim that that dip from almost a year ago yeah and it could never meet the standard in my head that i've built for it yeah so i've been there yes with, with with other foods yeah yeah yes like that uh that fucking louisiana chicken the yeah nashville hot chicken There's yeah, like yeah one restaurant in tennessee that's a pain in the ass to get to yeah. um so was this an appetizer or your entree it was the appetizer yeah but there are some okay. left over and i'm not okay. i'm not throwing that away i need it especially because mm-hmm. it's a little pricey there mm-hmm. so um so it was pretty good i give it like three and a half out of maybe four out of five uh, as a lunch, it's not great. I mean, it's not something you should be having for lunch is leftover dip, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it, so I'll give it three and a half out of five. It's the kind of thing that if you eat for a leftover, you kind of find yourself thinking, like, eh, I guess I don't really need to eat lunch now, or... like Right. It, it kind of fills the space of a lunch without really satisfying the way a lunch should. Which is perfect for me, because right now I go, like, 12 hours a day without eating, so... Oh, cool. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm living, uh... I'm, I'm not living well. Um, it's a it's a bad lifestyle. You shouldn't do this, but it's what do I've you, been doing. Do you like, eat like a big meal every twelve hours, or is it just a regular meal and then skip? I think it's just a regular meal. Like like I think it's like when you get tired, where it's like eventually you just beat it, and then you okay. don't need to sleep a long time. Okay. Uh, but it's got to be doing something bad to my body, like metabolism or something. Like it's got to be my body must think that like I'm like at war and under siege or something. Like something it thinks something bad's going on. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's actually like a big trend right now is uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, mm. So I'm maybe accidentally doing like a cool diet. Yeah, um, I said I said it weird. I would normally say intermittent fasting, but I was trying to. Um, I think you're trying to say it in like a fancy way. Yeah, I think that's my accent. Um, hmm. inter- inter- intermittent fasting. Um, intermittent fasting. The the Baltimore accent, as far as I can tell, is you just mumble a bunch. Um, yeah, that's also it, the just you're not good at talking accent, which I have. Yeah. Um, so, OK. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Intermittent fasting is uh, I think it's a thing people do. I always hear them saying like, oh, man, I can't eat until six and then I'm going to go fucking nuts. Yeah, well, I don't go nuts. That's probably even better. 
Yeah. So you're actually doing better than intermittent fasters. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so for my lunch this week, I also had leftovers. Um, I had something called the DUI fries from Dino's Chicken and Burgers. Okay. Um, and this is such a, like, I tried to kind of explain, like, the origins of this food and, like, what it is and where it came from. And, it, and it's such a mess. Um, so Dino's Chicken and Burgers is in what's called the Byzantine Latino Quarter, which is mm. kind of a bit south of me. It was an old Greek neighborhood that then became a Hispanic neighborhood. And so you have a lot of like these Greek restaurants, which slowly integrated like tacos and burritos and stuff into their menu um, and like different kind of Mexican seasonings. Uh, and so this place has what they call. Uh, oh, and then also I, I studied the history of pastrami. Um, it dates back to the Byzantine Empire, uh, then to Turkey and then migrated mm. to Romania. And then mm. from Romania, it traveled to the United States with the Jewish immigrants. And then uh, it also became a thing with the Greek immigrants, and they put it on burgers in the 60s, and they put it on french fries later, and uh, boy, it's such a mess. And then there's also carne asada fries, which uh, allegedly come from San Diego or Arizona. And uh, there's so sounds, many different... It sounds uh, uh, Byzantine, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. Cause, yeah yes. Because yeah, Byzantine, Byzantine politics are famously complicated. Yeah, so it's it's a Byzantine dish. What's the DUI um, part, though? Is is there alcohol in this? No, it's just, so what it is, is it's this huge amount of fries covered in cheese, covered in pastrami, covered in carne asada beef. Um, that sounds like the best thing I've ever, I want that, I, I wish I could have that. It's really good. I've had this craving lately for this like, food, which is just French fries covered in shit. Yes. Um, it's, it's a really good genre of food. Like anything covered, French fries covered in anything is really good. Um, and so they call the DUI fries is because it's just like huge and greasy and potato-ish. And I think the idea is like a lot of drunk people would come in there. Mm-hmm. And I think it actually stands for dining under intoxication. But um, OK, that's funny. Sure. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, but it, it was uh, really good. I, um, I'm i going to take off a half point because the leftovers maybe um, when you first get it, it's, it's pretty like the parts are kind of t- apart from each other. But then this morning between like the cheese and then like the extra fat it, it kind of solidified into a loaf. Um, oh, and I had, yeah, yeah. I had yeah, to cut it like a, like a meatloaf sort of, um, I couldn't like scoop out a part of it, mm. uh, which was a little bit gross, but once you heat it up, it was good again. And, uh, the restaurant's great. They have a really good charbottled chicken. Uh, if anybody's in Los Angeles and wants to check out an interesting place, Dino's chicken and burgers, I'm going to give this one a 4.5 stars. That sounds like, yeah, it sounds like, Probably the best thing you've ever reviewed on here, uh, at least for yeah. me. Uh, I also saw you ate some fucking barbarian ribs. Yeah, you're eating all yeah. the good stuff. Yeah, uh, that was from Chef King's food rehab. It was pretty good. Um, I didn't know how to eat them with chopsticks, and so I just asked for it to go and then eat it at home. <laughs> you're um, supposed to eat ribs with chopsticks? I don't know. I see like people eating some weird stuff with chopsticks in Korean restaurants, and I just assume you have to eat everything with them. Nah, like, if they're called barbarian ribs, I mean that bare hands. I've seen people eat like chicken wings and and like fried chicken with chopsticks. And um, sure, I mean, I guess I guess if like the it was like you know falling off the bone ribs, I guess you could eat it with chopsticks. Yeah, you know, I just it's so easy to eat food wrong. I think. Um, yeah. Like when I was in language school, there was this Iranian teacher who um, he would stab ice cream sandwiches with a fork and then eat <laughs> them kind of like a uh, like a candied apple. Um, yeah, but that's awesome. That's like the coolest yeah, thing ever. Like, I wouldn't it, think like look at that idiot. I'd be like, wow, that guy's the coolest guy I've ever seen. Yeah, but you notice it. I mean, it's it makes more sense on. Yeah. Um, but like the ways that make sense to eat foods are not always the way that you would, and so it's the thing that I could definitely get in my head about. And so this is one of those cases where I was like, I'm just gonna eat them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, okay. Well, are you ready to move on to the plug segment? Yes. Cool. Uh, I want to plug, um, I signed up for the Criterion channel a while ago, mm-hmm. which was kind of like the, uh, the, the prede- not predecessor, the successor to uh, Filmstruck. It's uh, kind of like a Netflix for, for snobs, I guess. And um, they've got some pretty good stuff lately. Um, I, like I mentioned earlier, watched the movie uh, State of Siege and Z by Costa Cavras, I think is the guy's name. Um, State State of Siege is about this like um, Marxist terror group that kidnaps a U.S. aid worker and then interrogates him into admitting that he would 
train death squads, um, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd say it's an interesting movie to watch in this modern day and age. Um, and the movie was from like 1972. And so it's funny that even back then people knew that USAID was like sketchy as shit. Um, and then Z is also interesting. Um, but then the thing I mainly want to plug is I found out a collection on there called 100 Years of the Olympics. And hmm. it goes back to like the 1920s. And every time the Olympics happen, apparently the host country gets to make a documentary about it. And they're always like filmed like propaganda films. Uh, hmm. And they're, they're really interesting to watch. The one that I was really into was Seoul 1988, which is just very like garishly colored because it was Seoul trying to like come out onto the world stage uh, officially in the 80s. Um, they were inspired by Japan doing it like 20 years earlier or so. Uh, and so there's just all these like huge crazy ceremonies and the narrator sounds like a like a nature film documentary person, like talking about how the people walk into their seats and it's, it's just very surreal uh so yeah so 1988 is my plug this week sounds good yeah speaking of the olympics uh i think they're bad i think everyone's decided the olympics are actually bad mm -hmm. um but the japan olympics uh there's a good little animation starring the mascots they chose for the japan olympics uh, -huh. uh i don't know where to see it but if you see it it's pretty good they're not the well, mascots uh... i wanted but the the, the the mascots they chose with they chose are they're okay how long ago was this uh, it's for the, I think the one that's the new one, whatever one's going to be in Japan. So is that next year? Okay. This year? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I don't know. Go to the Japan Olympics uh, Twitter account. Look that up. Uh, yeah. Also go to that like one mascots Twitter account. What's that one called? Mondo mascots. Yeah. That, yeah. They're, they're that's good. a that's a good follow just in general. Yeah. Right up my alley. But uh, just for anyone, you you want to you want to look at these guys. They're good. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I've been watching. Uh, something on Netflix too. Uh, I've been watching the anime uh, Baki or Baki. I don't know how it's said, but okay. uh, have you seen this? Uh -uh. uh It's like it's anime about like incredibly muscular men fighting each other. Okay. Uh, which I guess a lot of anime is about, but like it's drawn in this really weird style where like like everyone's faces are like super angular and like they get they like the muscles are like like hyper detailed. So that it looks very surreal. And uh, it's like, it's just like barely in the realm of reality, but it's just enough where it like, like it feels very disturbing to watch them like punch each other sometimes. And like, there's okay. a lot of like violence. It, it's, it's really cool. I'm looking at pictures of it. It looks pretty weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And also, uh, I was keeping count because I noticed this in the second episode and it was four episodes in where there was like any women in the show at all, which is kind of hmm. weird. Like it's just okay. about very strong men punching each other it's just uh, for the fellas it's just it's just guys hanging out having fun <laughs> uh so i think i'm kind of late to this um uh, i feel like it's been out for a while but i just saw it uh and it's really good i think the netflix series isn't the actual beginning of the anime like it looks like they kind of like have to like explain some stuff because it looks like it's in the middle a little bit uh but it's still worth watching uh and it's pretty cool uh so check that out okay um... uh yeah, it sounds um, uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't like anime, but you should still watch it. How serious is the tone of the show? Like, is it kind of like taking itself very uh, seriously? N no, not really. It it's like it it, it kind of knows it's funny, uh, okay. but it, but it, but it's not like wacky. It's I don't know. It's it's, it's a weird. It's it the, tonally, it's very weird too. Okay, that sounds good. Th there are some like well, some wacky stuff in it, but I don't know. The wackiest thing to ever happen on the show Dragon Ball, um, mm -hmm. and I still now, do remember you mean, it. Do you mean Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z? Dragon Ball, the, okay. the original okay. one. Yes. Um, is there's like this one character who smells really bad, or like their attack is to, yes. to stink. Yep. And then Krillin starts to react to it, and then I think Goku yells out like, "Krillin, you don't have a nose." Yes. Uh, yep. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, that's right." And then just. He's immune to it. it. Yes, he's uh, immune to it. Yeah. I thought that was too silly. They uh, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball is, uh, is it, it, especially the original before Z, was like basically just like a comedy. So yeah, uh, that, that, I've been watching the original Dragon Ball, my favorite anime. There's I've also a really good video people should check out where it's like Goku um, pones a girl. Uh, <laughs> did you see that one? I don't think so. No. What do you mean? Or I, is it is it Bulma? She tries to like. She says, like, you can see my underwear if you give me the Dragon Ball thing. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. 
and then he goes like why would i want to see your nasty underwear and then <laughs> it cuts to like the guys from friday going damn um, <laughs> okay well i have not seen this particular video on youtube no. okay well that's that's my other plug everyone check that one out yeah look that up on youtube it's good uh okay cool well i think that's um look we said we're gonna do a good episode and we did a good episode um, yes what else could they expect from us yeah but not much <laughs> um do you have a way uh, to end any... this episode do you well, have a way to sort of greggy sent me a nice little um audio tag to use so i could use that oh wow but, okay uh, uh i guess we I could probably a... find a way oh good i had another buzzcast clip oh okay cool if you wanted to hear this was uh i forgot to play this during this is an interview show okay uh, we're gonna go straight from your clip to the outro so okay. whatever you introduce this clip with is also the outro Whatever I introduce this clip with. No, wouldn't the, wouldn't the clip be the outro? No, no. Whatever the words you say before the clip, they'll be the last words spoken. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I don't know if, that, I don't know if this is worth it. Okay. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, this is from an interview show. Uh, they're interviewing um, the dancing baby from Ally McBeal. Nice. <laughs> How'd you get the, uh, the, the job on Ally McBeal? My, my memory of it was... Someone got an ultrasound and you were in there and you were you popped up on the screen. That was yeah, that was Do, kind of my my star breakthrough. Um, yeah, it, uh, is that accurate? No, I mean it's a little bit a little bit of Hollywood magic for you, <laughs> if you will. Uh, no, I meant is that really what happened in the episode? Because I've never seen it, but for some reason my memory of it was that someone got an ultrasound and you were dancing inside on the computer screen. I'm actually a little bit sketchy. Could you look it up on Google for me? <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Ally, is it? I guess it's just one word. Or no, I guess it's Ally is space McBeal. Is it MacBeal or McBeal? Uh, I'm typing just MC, and uh, second result is it, baby. So that's good. And then it just redirects to dancing baby. Mm. It says you're 3D rendered. Hey, get out of here, Bowser. This is my work pipe, buddy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Flip. Good cut. it over just because you're a girl but your grandpa said to be as polite as possible to uh, hey i know what look i'll trade you uh. you let me have your dragon ball and i'll let you have a little peek what do i care about seeing your dirty old fanny Listener supported.